World, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Landold, and on today's show, I will be giving my thoughts on the winners of the Emmy Awards last weekend. And then later in the show, I will be joined by Aaron Holman of the podcast Eye to Eye. He has, of course, been on the show several times. We are good Judies through the way of podcasting now. And he is going to be stopping by to be a fellow Whoopi Goldberg stan because today's episode is the volume two in my ongoing fangirl series. Volume one was Barbara Streisand and volume two will be Whoopi Goldberg, uh, icon, comedian, actress, performer, writer, uh, daytime TV icon. Just, you know, I love her so much. Um, so we will be talking about all things Whoopi, be a celebration of her, and yeah, I think it's going to be a great show, so stick around, and we'll be right back for This Week in Pop Culture. Hello, lovely podcast listeners. I'm Nick Eibler, and I'm the host of the podcast Queer Queries, a new podcast that aims to celebrate LGBTQ plus people and educate everyone on what has made us a fearless and fabulous community of people over the course of history. Each week, I have a different member of the community sit down with me to discuss a different topic pertaining to our experience. And that's when I was introduced to a conversion camp. You know, there's fluidity also in personality and presentation. We as human beings deserve to be treated as human beings. She's here and she's queer. This show will cover the gambit. You'll laugh some, maybe cry some, and ultimately learn about what makes us more than just rainbows, clack fans, and tea. New episodes out every Sunday. Be sure to rate and subscribe and follow us on Instagram at at queer.queries. Hello, and welcome to This Week in Pop Culture. Today's guest is... Oh, (laughs) I don't have one this week. It's just me. Um, Yeah, no one was really available uh, to talk, and I definitely wanted to talk about the winners of the Emmys, because I am, of course, an award show queen. And I felt a little weird at first doing the, you know, talking about this alone, because I felt like I, you know, I'm just talking to myself, essentially. But, I mean, in the year of quarantine, I <laughs> talk to myself anyway. So it's really not that different. Um, I'm really, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to everyone out there. How's everyone out there doing today? That's great. It's lovely. Um, this was, I, I gotta say, a pretty decent gathering of winners for me now granted i will not pretend like i watch all of these shows so the stuff i care about are just you know the things i actually enjoy but the thing is with me usually the things that i like a lot are not huge winners at the emmys so it was really weird to see like schitt's creek win so many awards and i'm a huge schitt's creek fan I do think it's one of the best comedies that's been produced, like new comedies in at least the past 20 years, I would say so. Uh, it was just so, so funny, so sharp. But it's just weird to see it winning a million categories and me going, wait, that's the show I like. That's strange because I just, I'm a contrarian, I suppose. I'm always watching, or not a contrarian, I'm being alternative. I always feel like I'm liking the shows that no one's giving awards to. It's fine. 
But like, for instance, I mean, Schitt's Creek, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think all the performers are brilliant. I never would have expected that they all would win their acting categories. I just didn't think that'd be possible. I thought we were going to be really lucky if we got maybe two. Like, I was kind of thinking it would be Catherine O'Hara and probably, um, I actually was going Dan Levy. I thought those would be the two that they would award. Of course, I'm thrilled that all four of them got it, especially Annie Murphy, who, I just, how are you not just thrilled for her? She was just so excited. Um, especially the whole backstory with her. She, like, almost quit acting around the time that she booked Shit's Creek. Like, it was kind of a... Like, I don't think she was even actively doing auditions still, but her agent just said, oh, just go out and read for this. And then she just, you know, the rest is history. You know, she was a a recast from a different actress from the pilot. Like, you know, I just love seeing success stories like that. Like, when all the pieces come together, when I'm sure it felt like a hot mess at that time in her life. But yeah, so they won. They are the first comedy series to win the lead actor, lead actress, supporting actor, supporting actress. So that's pretty nuts. And I honestly, I have to say, I have to say, um, I, I don't know how you don't honor all of them, you know, because they haven't won for any of the other seasons. This is the last chance to honor the show. And I always feel like award shows, it's not so much that they're important or whatever, but I do think the ultimate goal of them is to be a historical placemark for that year. Um, Like things to look back later. Like what do we want people to know was a piece of media that was being produced at that time? And to not have Shit's Creek highlighted at all when I absolutely believe it's it's going to be have staying power. And I think we're going to be talking about it for a long time. I think they wanted to be on the right side of history in terms of honoring it. So, you know, good for them. I think it won comedy series. I think it won writing and directing. Um, like, Dan Levy cleaned up. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's it's a weird show that I'm very sad that it's over. But they also keep talking very much about the possibility of them reuniting and doing things in the future. Because the good thing about Shit's Creek is it had a very clean ending but it also is something you could pick up those characters at any time and just show them all together again because that show is so built around the distinct comedy language and those characterizations that yeah you just have them come back and do that again and it's like they could do a christmas special where it's just like you know christmas with the roses or it's it's you know maybe alexis finally gets married like you know they could just do little mini series for like netflix or something which i I hope they do i hope so but yeah um so the one thing so succession also did really well succession i believe it won i know it got lead actor in a drama for jeremy strong who is very good on that show i've only seen the first two episodes um my friend samantha has been (laughs) telling me to watch for a very long time she is very insistent and i you know, when someone tells you to do something that many times, you start to go, well, it must be pretty great. Um, and I did like, I mean, I liked the first episode. I just, it didn't, uh, especially this time in history, the idea of spending a bunch of time with, you know, spoiled, wealthy assholes wasn't like an instant uh, want from me. But the writing is so funny and so dark. I, I really get down with some dark comedy. So I probably will eventually watch. Um, 
I actually loved Kieran Culkin. He was he was my favorite when I watched. Um, but no, that one lead actor, the one drama, yeah, right, drama, yeah. I guess I must have won a bunch of writing and directing because I heard it cleaned up. But to look at the lead categories or like the main categories, you don't instantly see evidence of um such things, right? Yeah, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Gagarini. I have to say. Especially, it's just really funny. I feel like the second that Big Little Lies Season 2 premiered, there was nothing but articles about how, well, Meryl Streep is going to clean up the Emmy next year. Um, like, I mean, she'd already practically had it etched onto it, you know, an award just ready for her to take it. Like, I, I mean, I, I saw so many people tweeting about it and, you know, writing articles about it. And it's just really funny that after all of this, she did not even win. She ended up losing to Julia Garner for Ozark. Um, I just find that so crazy. Um, you know, I loved Big Little Lies. Uh, I guess I was rooting for her. The, you know, the only other person I was kind of rooting for was uh, Helena Bottom Carter for The Crown, because I don't really watch that show, but I, for some reason, have watched a lot of interviews with her, because she is just such a riot to watch be herself, and so I saw a lot of clips from that performance, and so I, I would, what I got from the uh, clips, which made me go down my own rabbit hole of finding clips of her from it, I was really enjoying what she was doing, um, but I guess it wasn't, it wasn't it, it was Miss, Miss Julia Garner, I do not watch Ozark, that's, that's just me being real. Um, I, I'm told it's very good. It looks very dark. I watched the pilot a long time ago, like when it aired, <laughs> like whenever that was. And it was just too dark, that Ozark. Um, like it looked fun. It looked, I could tell the acting was going to be great, but I didn't want to, I, 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 at that time I was looking for something a little more, a little more fun, a little more fun. Um, not, not so heavy, not so heavy. I think I was watching lots of Transparent at that time, which is more, it's like, not, I mean, it can be dark, but it is funnier, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, who, well, but Miss Julia Garner, I guess I, really happy for her though, because she was really amazing in the movie The Assistant that came out earlier this year, which you can find. I think it's still on Hulu, I believe. Um, but she's really great in it, and I feel like she's going to sadly get forgotten about by the end of the... I would say by the end of the year, but like the way the Oscars are working this year. It's like by the end of the period, so it goes into even next year. I feel like after all that time, she's going to be forgotten about. Um, especially for just flashier performances, because I, I think she is so great in The Assistant. But it is a very quiet, subtle performance. It's very easy for film assholes to tweet like what's you know what's she doing like what what's this performance like what are we nominating um so like it's it's not it's not as flashy uh but she's great i'm happy for her i saw that billy crudup won for the morning show which i am i yes i love the morning show i had sort of put off watching it because i kept seeing people sort of kind of like making fun of it like i mean honestly making me feel like it's bad like i thought oh god it must be really awful um and so i didn't watch it for a bit and finally i think it was quarantine i just finally had all this time and i thought you know i'm gonna watch the morning show even if it's awful you know i like jennifer aniston and stuff so i i think 
I'll get something out of it. And I was really surprised with how much I really liked it. I mean, I've I've rewatched it a couple times. Um and there were definitely some parts that yes, like maybe tonally it goes a little a little all over the place. But the thing is, I guess I was so sucked in by the performances and the ensemble that I I was just so into the world that was built for me that I I kind of forgave it any flaws that might have been there. Um, but I remember Billy Crudup when I first watched it. I just thought, wow. I mean, I've I've always liked Billy Crudup, but the thing is, he's such a theater actor, and I feel like he really structures these really impressive performances that you only get from a really trained theater actor that he just made really smart choices and it was such a well structured performance like how it grew over this season with his arc it was just but I didn't think he would be awarded for it it just didn't seem like the type of performance that would be rewarded so the fact that he Got it. I was really happy for him getting supporting actor in a drama. Actually, there was a thing. I think this year was a lot of performances that don't necessarily look like the quote-unquote type of performance that's awarded. And I like when that happens because it sort of takes the sheen off of the usual people that are seen as quote-unquote front runners or quote-unquote the status quo. The thing is, something is only the status quo if you keep doing it. So, you know, if you stop always giving the rewards to these flashy, you know, biopic spectacles that won't be seen as the thing that people want to produce as much anymore. You know, like, it's okay to reward stuff that's quieter, like, more subtle. Like, like Annie Murphy, I'm so happy for her with Shit's Creek, to go back to Shit's Creek, because it's she's so good on that show. But I feel like people always talk about Moira or, um, like... I mean, yeah, like, I guess David and Moira, those are the two I always hear people talk about. And of course, I love all the characters on that show. But I think she has, in terms of the way she built her character and made her character grow over that show, was just so subtle. And I just, I really, <laughs> I could rant about that show forever. Um, but yeah, who else was I going to talk about? Oh, oh, God. Jesus Christ. So you would have thought that Zendaya um, murdered Laura Linney and stole <laughs> her Emmy from her lifeless body and then etched her name onto it and said, I'm the winner. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I thought I had read that Laura Linney won because I was watching a movie with some friends when the Emmys were going on. So I wasn't actually following it in real time. And I swore I saw something that said that Laura Linney had won. I thought, oh, that makes sense. Okay, whatever. You know, I I wasn't sure who was going to win in that category. So I oddly didn't care because I, I genuinely could not tell where it was going. I thought maybe it might have been Jennifer Aniston. But like, there was like solid three other people I thought could have won. Um... But no, but then I found out Zendaya won, and I went, oh, that's really cool, because, you know, it's great for representation, it's great for just, I, she had such great reviews for that show. I've only seen the pilot. Loved her in the pilot, though. Like, I remember thinking, oh, shit, I didn't know this was something she could do, so I was very excited. And I have seen so many bitchy little queens, and just peeps in general, talking about how she shouldn't have won, and... I mean, obviously, you're allowed to have a different opinion. Like, I'm not saying my opinion is correct, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But they're just being really nasty about it, like, in a way that's, um, 
if they're not trying to come off racist, it's it, it just comes off like like here's the thing, Laura Linney, she is very talented. Laura Linney does not need the Emmy, like you know, I mean, no one needs the Emmy, but. Laura Linney did not lose any sleep over losing that award to Zendaya. I'm sure she was just happy for Zendaya and thought, oh, that's great. Because no one is just doing it for awards, you know? (laughs) They're all still nominated. They all still celebrate each other. And all that happens is when you attack someone that wins an award because your preferred person did not, you just sound like a whiny bitch. (laughs) No. Um... And it's just, it's just the the write ups I saw. It was just really, it it did it, it it didn't come off great. It, it came off like what, what is your problem with her winning? Is it because she's young? Because that's silly. Because we reward younger performers all the time. Um, is it because you don't think she deserved it? Well, what's that based on? Because she, you know, it was very critically, like well received. Like I mean, I heard so many people talking about her performance when that show first came out and it's an hbo show which tend to be pretty high quality and you know so here's the thing i recognize that she probably has some advantage being on an hbo show because i'm sure there is a lot of support going towards hbo but i think she deserved it i you know especially this year there were so many strong women in that category like i said like it could have gone so many different ways so I don't know. People are dumb. Like, <laughs> just focus on the positive. Like, there's always gonna be assholes. Uh, <laughs> I guess the only other ones left to mention. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, RuPaul's Drag Race, of course, won reality competition series. But I, I, what was gonna beat it? You know, I don't think I don't see the Masked Singer taking down RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it's so funny because I remember when it was a huge deal that RuPaul's Drag Race won even just the first Emmy for it, and now I feel like it's just a foregone conclusion every year that it will win. Um, which, I mean, it's been on for fucking ever. It's been for 12 seasons now. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to see the evolution of that show and how it did go from this like little show on Logo with like low-budget nonsense, and now it's this huge mega mega spectacle on VH1. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah, nothing else really on this is really interesting. Um, I got nothing else to say. So, today, that's all I got. Oh, Mark Ruffalo won for something I didn't see. I know this much is true. Oh, and Regina King. I got a shout out Regina King. Regina King. Who, oh, apparently Regina King um directed some movie that's coming out soon. Ugh, fuck, I can't. God, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but no, it, it's been getting really good. I think. Oh wait. Oh Miami. Oh fuck. Hold on. Just in real time, y'all. In real time, I'm gonna find out what this is. Yes, yeah, it's like real in the real world reporting. Okay. No, but oh, I didn't. <laughs> Guys, can I find? I wrote Regina King movie. Ending of my answer. So, like, what the fuck? Um, oh, One Night in Miami. I knew I was close. I knew I was close. Um, yeah, it's adapted from a play. Um, but no, I've been hearing really good things. So, go. <laughs> what's the point of this? Go, Regina King. I heard she has a new movie. It's supposed to be really good. Um, she's crushing it. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for joining me for this week in pop culture. And we're gonna take another little break. And when we come back, I'll be going to my conversation with Aaron Holman about Whoopi.
Coming soon, a new LGBTQ film podcast called Two, Two Gays Watch, Watch a, a movie. movie. Ooh, it's about to start. Okay, we need snacks. All right, here's the popcorn. I have it. Who is that actress? I don't recognize her. They haven't worked since this movie came out. Guess I'm not shocked. Ooh. Wait, are you a movie talker? You know, someone that talks during the movie. Oh, great. <laughs> so be sure to join hosts Zachary Landolt and Aaron Holman as every episode they dive into a new film, some cinematic masterpieces, but also a couple of hot messes. So any last words from you, Aaron? Is this supposed to be a comedy? I don't think so, Aaron. I don't think so. Hello, and here to join me for this uh, gab session on Whoopi Goldberg, this this worshipping of Whoopi Goldberg, is a fellow Whoopi fan and a, a friend of the podcast, Aaron Ullman. Hello. Hello. I'm so, I'm so happy, happy to have you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, so happy, happy to, to talk about Whoopi. Oh, Whoopi. She is... I didn't realize how much she was integral to my childhood, though, until I really started thinking about all the things I watched her in when I was... A child. Well, I she watched a, her. She well, broke so many from? barriers, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think the things that I knew her from, like growing up the most, uh, yeah. I mean, dear God, what was the ones I watched the most? Let's just go there. Yeah. Um, Sister Act, Sister Act 2, of course. Back in the Habit. Uh, Important question. Important question. Rat race. Hmm? Oh, right, right. Which is better, Sister Act, Sister Act 2? You've never seen them, have you? Wait. No, I've seen both. Oh, okay. I don't know. I What's someone else. There's someone else. It's probably my boyfriend that has never seen them. I am a Whoopi um, Stan. Of course, it's in the sister act. Are you crazy? All right. Which is better, one or two? For me, it's got to be two because I agree. Lauren I think it's Hill a better plot. Is there and yeah. they sing "Oh Happy Day." He hits that high note. I, I got mean, Jennifer oh, Love Hewitt. God, that movie's so good. It's just good. It's it, you know, it's 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 um, it's kind of like you establish these great characters from the first movie. And then it was just they picked the perfect like follow up plot. It just like works so well with those characters to save the school. Just mm-hmm. love it. and it's like, yeah, and I love the uh, the Vegas show at the beginning, <laughs> where it's just a medley of a million songs. I will follow him. Start my life in a worn torn dress that somebody threw out. I knew the way it felt to always live and die to be without the simple things. So afraid my friends would see the guilt in me. Shop around. 
have a doll of me, you better shop around. <laughs> it's like a million I, I also like love that character's that. name. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays uh, Dolores Cartier. Dolores <laughs> Van Cartier, the fanciest name ever. I love that name. It's like, oh my God, that should be... Is there a drag queen who's like named that? There because should. Oh, queen. there has to be. Has to be. There has to be. So I always wanted her pink. I want her pink mink or purple mink. Mm, oh, that was a beautiful mink. I don't even like mink, but I want. Oh, I that don't. Coat. But it was pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Well, see, because I thought about it when I was a kid, and because a lot of her movies came on cable a lot. I think that's their thing. They were always on all the time. I remember watching Sister Act, Sister Act Two a lot. We watched Ghost a lot. We watched Karina Karina a lot. Um, she was in the Little Rascals movie as one of the parents. I remember being like, oh, that's Whoopi. She'd be on Sesame Street. She'd be like, she was all over the place when I was a kid. Yeah, 100%. And it wasn't until I was older that I finally saw the color purple. And then I went, oh, now I really get it. Well, you know what's interesting about the color purple for her is that was her first movie role. First movie. Isn't that first. insane? That's insane. Truly uh, insane with how hard that role is. Well, what uh, the way she had established her career up until this point was she she had been doing comedy, yeah. um, which when she was doing comedy, she was always known for uh, discussing race, doing characters. Yeah. And she always credited Richard Pryor, who is like, you know, I think the most incendiary comic that has ever mm-hmm. been. Uh, she always credited Richard Pryor as like her main inspiration for her own comedy. So she established herself in the comedy world and ended up creating a one woman show based on all these characters she had created. It ended up getting moved to Broadway and yeah. that is where she got saw by Steven Spielberg, who then of course invited her to The Color Purple. Well, I heard it was um Mike Nichols saw her in her show and mm. he was like, "Hey Steven Spielberg, mm, uh, connected those dots. Really okay. should like put these two together." Uh, a little backstory on Whoopi Goldberg. She was born Karen Elaine Johnson on November 13th, 1955. She is, of course, an American actor, comedian, author, and television personality. A recipient of numerous awards, Goldberg is one of 16 entertainers to have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Academy Award, and a Tony Award. And she is, of course, Fierce. known to modern audiences for her role on Star Trek The Next Generation and also from co-hosting and moderating The View since 2007, for which she has won a Daytime Emmy Award. And, oh, and she also won a Tony for um, producing Thoroughly Modern Millie. Producing Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh I my thought that was God. so gaggy when I found that. Yeah, I did too. I assumed... Uh, and I assumed incorrectly because I knew that she won her Grammy uh, for recording um, Whoopi Goldberg direct from Broadway, which mm-hmm. was the comedy show. And yeah. I assumed that that is what had won her her Tony as well. But yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. She was the producer of one of my favorite musicals and musical. the star vehicle for Sutton Foster. Oh my god! So like, thank you, Whoopi. Thanks, Whoops. <laughs> like, Thanks, Whoops. Yeah. Um, oh man. What is what are some of your favorite Whoopi Goldberg movies other oh than the gosh. obvious ones? There's a billion. Okay. Um l- well like I was saying, um I love her in Rat Race because it's just such oh a God. a wild movie. You know, it came out late movie. 90s and it has a cast of just I mean crazy people. Uh and then Whoopi Goldberg was up in it and it just it reignited her career for another generation which excited me. Oh, um, absolutely. You mentioned Ghost that oh, yeah. has to be on the list. Well, her it Oscar winning has role has to be on the list. Um, you in danger, girl. Like, oh, 
Would you stop rambling? I don't think I'm rambling. I'm just answering her questions. She's got an attitude now. I don't have an attitude. Yes, you do have an attitude. We had a little discussion. If you didn't have an attitude, you would not have raised your voice to me now, would you? God damn it. Don't you goddamn it me. Don't you take the Lord's name in vain with me. You understand? I don't take Would that. You relax. Man. No, you relax. You're the dead guy. You want me to help you? You better apologize. Because oh, I don't Jesus take that from Christ. me. That's it. I'm leaving. I, I'm leaving. Nobody talks to me like that. You understand me? Now you better apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay? Now would you sit down? Please? Please apologize. I need you to tell Molly what I'm saying, but you have to tell her word for word, all right? Word for word. Yes. He wants me to tell you what he's saying word for word. Molly, you're in danger. Now, you can't just blurt it out like that and quit moving around, will you? Because you're starting to make me dizzy. I'll just tell her in my own way. Molly, you in danger, girl. Well, at the time when she won the Academy Award for Supporting Actress, she was only the second black woman to have won an Academy Award for acting. And it was the first time in 50 years. Yeah, since Hattie McDaniel for freaking Gone with the Wind. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah. (sighs) And I found out they did not want to cast her in that movie. And Patrick Swayze basically was like, I won't do it if she doesn't do it. And then, Are you serious? Yeah. Why so didn't they always, want to cast her? Right. It's fucking Whoopi Goldberg. It's just, you know... Ugh, Racism. I'm sure we can <laughs> like, yeah, put those pieces let's, together. Let's get it on it. But yeah, she used to thank Patrick Swayze all the time because she's like, he was the one that fought for me to get that part. And I mean, it being uh, the one that won her the award. Uh, yeah. oh, she was so good. Oh my God. I always think of that really magenta great. outfit she wears when she goes to the bank to, mm-hmm. to sign the Oh, part. yeah. Uh, I can see her. Like, I, I see the image, you know. It's burned in my brain. Do you have a favorite scene from that movie? Um, hmm. Mine has to be when Patrick Swayze is just singing um, 99 Bottles of Beer. Oh, no, what is he singing? Oh, he's saying, um, oh, I'm Henry VIII, I am. Just over and over and over and oh, over. Yeah. And driving her slowly insane. <laughs> or when he jumps into her body. That part, that right there. I love that moment. Uh. Whoopi's amazing. She's she's the whoops. She's the whoopster. Mm-hmm. Uh, a random movie that I love by her. We've discussed this uh, off mic before, but um, The Associate. It is this random one-off movie that she did in 1996 at the peak of everything. You know, like Sister Act was happening the same year. But like this movie was just like a, I don't know, kind of a quieter one. This movie, it dealt with prejudice in the workplace. She was an investor on Wall Street who was Ooh. not taken seriously by any of the white men around her. And so her response was she needed to work with a white man or for a white man, wow. or rather she would become this white man. Now so, I have not seen this and I'm intrigued by where this is Oh my is God, it's epic. It is so entertaining. It's just a good ass time and funny. The way that she makes it up is she's like, she's standing there after getting told like, no, you can't go into this, I don't know, very fancy dining room because it's only men only this club. And she's getting told off by who ends up becoming like her nemesis in the movie. And she just on the spot is like, yeah, well, I I do have a business partner. And he's like, oh yeah, who is it? And she literally looks at the bar that's behind him and you see her zoom in on like two different words on alcohol bottles and she just says it. She's like, um, Mr. Cuddy. Yeah, oh Mr. Cuddy. God. 
And um, second. then she that proceeds sounds to, really familiar. Oh, it's real good. Then I she proceeds maybe I've to seen build that. a whole world where she has this white business partner, male, who is always on safari or always on business trips in a foreign country, <laughs> you know, just to lend herself credibility. And um, she builds herself a giant empire. Uh, two people that are in the movie that make the movie even more incredible. Uh, Diane Wiest, who's <gasps> uh, from The Birdcage, Practical uh, yeah, Magic, yeah. Synecdoche. Hannah and her uh, sisters. Mm-hmm. She, Bullets she plays, over Broadway. Oh, Bullets over Broadway, one of the best. She, um, she plays Whoopi Goldberg's assistant. Oh, wow. And not her. only that, there is, a, there is an appearance, a pretty good cameo by Miss B.B. Newworth, who oh, falls in love with the made-up white man that Whoopi hey, Goldberg how? invented. You'll see. Oh, my You'll God. have to see. This, I gotta say, though, I'm having a weird, like, like, deja vu. I don't know if you're just describing it so well, but I'm like, I feel like I've seen this. Well, know. what's interesting is she had, uh, we had discussed before that movie Eddie, where it's kind of a yeah. makeover thing for her as well, where she gets uh, to be the, the coach of that basketball team. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. Eddie and the associate, even though they're not the same plot, they have the exact same sort of like, I don't know, feel. So, yeah. I don't know. It's not the most original movie I've ever seen her in, but watching Whoopi Goldberg pretend to be this white man and like become really <laughs> successful yeah. in spite of it. She ends up uh spoiler alert uh she ends up dressing up she she gets like prosthetics and like she dresses oh up as the white man oh my god go to that male club where she was not allowed uh. in and she goes in because uh. she's receiving an award as mr cuddy oh it's so good she oh goes god. up there receives the award and then proceeds to take off the disguise what and, okay like, wow okay. You just let in the first woman Woom. And not not only that, she's black. Oh, it's, it's so giving me real vibes of a. I don't know if you watched the nanny. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's an episode where she goes to Mr. Sheffield's club dressed up like a man. There you go. It is. Wow. It is very much that plot. They just fleshed it out into like a 90 minute movie starring wow. Whoopi Goldberg. How do you succeed in business? Try showing some cleavage. What? Join the boys club. Men like doing business with men. By becoming a man. I need a new look. Old. White. And male. On October 19th. My name is Robert Cuddy. Deeper. Don't miss a sneak preview of the movie critics are calling an outrageously funny comedy. What a man. As Whoopi Goldberg makes a killing in the market. I can't afford to have him killed. <laughs> the Associate, rated PG-13. I will be checking this out because that's like has everything I want to see. I, I, I love watched Dandies. that movie. I had that one on VHS like as a kid. And so it was just <laughs> one that like, if it wasn't Flubber, if it wasn't Space Jam, then it was The Associate or Sister Act. <laughs> what, a, what a mix. Oh, I know, honey. I think two of the other ones I also just watched a lot. She played Angela Bassett's best friend in House Stella Got Her Groove Back. And so we watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. How did Stella get her groove back? Sex. Dick. Oh, that's it. Dick. It was Dick. It was <laughs> Tay Diggs Dick. Um, oh, oh, Tay Diggs. And, you know, her, her, you know, finding strength in herself, but also Dick. Um, but, yeah, oh, but have you seen that movie? I have not, honestly. Oh, yeah. It's worth watching. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays her friend. It's, I won't say anything else since you haven't seen it, but it's, it's, it's really good. But we, it's watched a lot. But now I'm thinking, like, wow, this is really inappropriate. And I also realize that Tay Diggs probably had a lot to do with my sexual awakening because I do remember being like, oh my. Well, he is very dreamy. And he was like, this, when this was him, like, 
right after rent Tay Diggs. Like this was, you know, like honey, baby, a baby, baby Tay Diggs. Um, but also the other thing I probably watched also the most other than Sister Act was she played the queen in the Roger and Hammerstein Brandy led Cinderella on ABC. Oh my God, epic. Where we had Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber make a Filipino son. It was like, you know, one of those movies, but it was uh, uh, the most fun. I loved them together. Her and Victor Garber had the sweetest, they really created like old, old married chemistry. They really did. I enjoyed them. Oh, uh, another thing that I have to bring up about Whoopi Goldberg, um, she hosted the Oscars a record number of four times, uh, the first time in 1994, then 1996, 99, and 2002. She is just- I want her to do it again. Me too. I think she's one of those people that if she just wants to do it, just let her. You know, she's very skilled, very personable, very funny. Um, well, I remember when when um, Kevin Hart got fired, everyone speculated that she was going to swoop in at the last minute. What did happen that year? I don't remember. They just didn't have a host. Oh, aha. Uh-huh. Yes. They just and then they're like, ride. that went so well. Let's do it again. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I like a host. I like a host. I, and like I like a host her too. as a host. I remember the year of Moulin Rouge. She had this like huge feather costume when she came. Oh, she out. came down from the ceiling and yeah. she was singing like the diamonds are a girl's best friend moment. Yeah, I love Whoopi. Whoopi to me. She's also, happy. I love Whoopi. She also hosts the Tonys several times, and she's very good at hosting the Tonys. And there was one year where she did a bit where she was dressed up like Mary Poppins and she came like flying down from the top. Just like, I remember that. I love her. She has her own unique, just everything, unique point yeah. of view, unique delivery, um, unique energy. She is just one of my absolute favorite people in Hollywood who has also never really scandaled herself, in my opinion. Um, she may no. have gone through three divorces, but you know what? Well, That's the only scandal she ever had was a scandal that has aged really well for her, which was she made a joke at some fundraiser or something it was about George Bush at the time and it was it was oh. at the time seemed to be kind of a crass joke and she did say at the time it kind of led to her not working for like five years and that's finally no when then that's when Barbara Walters said hey you remember what the joke was? it was something about Bush her Bush like telling Bush to stay out of her Bush like you know a joke that you know oh my god I, that's I'm a fine. nothing oh sure but you know, you know but back then yeah yeah yeah, yeah um and you know conservatives no sense of humor uh so yeah but then barbara walters came to her and said hey would you want to oh you probably wouldn't want to do this but would you want to do the view and she was like um yes Yes, i could use a check every week which is bonkers (laughs) to me because she's Whoopi goldberg so i never would have assumed that she was in that kind of you know situation um because to me she's Whoopi goldberg which she's such an iconic 
person. How do you feel? How do you feel about her work on The View? Because she joined The View, is it in two thousand seven? Yeah, so she's been there for thirteen years now. What do you think about it? I think she is usually the one that says that's it stop talking when when megan mccain lately needs to stop talking um i think she's afraid of no one which is what i love about her like people that come on the show that everyone else is sort of tiptoeing around like she won't tiptoe because i think she's kind of at that stage where she's like what are you gonna do fire me like i've been fired before like you know i'll figure she's it like, out like i'm good i've saved the money this time yeah like you know um so i think she I know she sometimes has, you know, it's the view. So they have a lot of opinions every week. So there, there are some times she has said some things I don't a hundred percent agree with her on. Um, but I generally consider her to be pretty morally right. I just think that she, I tend to agree with her as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, like she has some tough opinions, um, sometimes where I'm like, Ooh, okay. Um, but I I kind of love Whoopi, so I'm pretty much on her side, probably like nine times out of ten. It's only just like once in a blue moon she'll have something where I'm like, eh, I don't quite. But the thing is, usually when she clarifies what she was saying later, I go, oh, oh yeah, okay. Like you know, it's I think sometimes she she assumes people understand what she's trying to say, and she also is really good at like cutting a segment when it needs to be cut. So even if she I think sometimes she kind of just keeps going, even if she thinks she's kind of like stumbled over her words. She's like, oh, whatever. We'll, we'll get to this later. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. probably thinking like, if this is worth being spoken about later, I'm sure I'll be talking about this on the show in two days. So like, whatever, let's move on. Um, Cause she's just a consummate professional. She's like, she's always the one who's, yeah, just like cutting off the women who are just like rambling on this endlessly. And she's like, okay, well, she's like, uh, well, actually we, we do need to go to break. We have to go to break. Oh, <laughs> With her, it's like, can... one thing we do need to do is go to commercial. So we have to do that. <laughs> Oh, she does do that very well. Better than all the other ones. Um, Better than Megan. Yeah. And what is great about her work on The View, um, she she did a guest spot on 30 Rock one time oh. where she played it herself. Yes. And um, she's talking her to Tracy Morgan. Not specifically that moment. It's where Trace is talking to her and he's like, he looks behind her and he's like, is that a daytime Emmy? And she turns and looks at it and she goes, well, you know what? It still counts. Like, because it's a she. She did win um, yeah. a daytime Emmy for her moderating and co-hosting on the View. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like it's good. It's yeah, good, it and it got her that egot, which, like you mentioned before, it is incredible that she is only one of sixteen people to have received all four of those awards. It's, and I think Whoopi, unfortunately for her, even though she has still carved out a very iconic career. I think she was one of those actresses that Hollywood stupidly was like, well, we don't know what to do with her. Like, what if, I don't know. Give her whatever she wants. Like, uh, she's a character opinion. actress. She can play anything. And I think she has been underutilized, I will say. Like, for you someone know, as iconic as she is, I think she she hasn't had a great film role in a minute. And I would love to see her You know what they should start... Things what the path I would love to see open up for her is the path that has opened up for Patti Lapone as she has aged, where they don't care, you know, what she does with the role or, or, or if she would be more whoopy, you know, even, but right. still give it to her. Um, I know she's going to be in a, a mini series of the stand soon. 
mm. is Stephen mm. King's The Stand. The um, last thing I remember her being in on TV where she was acting, and there's probably been something else, but uh, she played that small part. She was the acting teacher from Niada on Glee. Of course, uh, Carmen Trivida. Yeah, she, she and she was amazing <laughs> in that role. She honestly- Oh, she did great. She made me believe that they were auditioning at Juilliard. You know, she like added, if- She added a lot of, a lot of heft. Oh, a hundred percent because she's so serious. <laughs> yeah, so serious. That would be. With so such I would a, just like to see. Name, very serious. Yeah, I would love to. I would love for people to open up their minds and like. I don't know. Who cares that you can't see her in the role? Just let her do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, probably a problem for her is that since she does do the View, I'm sure it limits how much availability she has. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Who, I don't know how long she'll do the review. Maybe she'll keep doing it forever. I'm not sure. Um, like Barbara Walters is notorious for being uh, controlling about anything that those people do outside of. Video. Yeah, like I hear she still watches it like a hawk. Um, she but, like uh, told she told Lonnie Love for many years that she could not do Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god! You know, and and um, rumor has it that she's one of the reasons Lonnie didn't even go further on Dancing with the Stars <gasps> because apparently Barbara Walters called. <gasps> and essentially said something along the lines of, we need her back at work. Don't Meaning, say it. Don't I'm say not even it, joking. So. I'm not even joking. I've never heard this. That is some real tea that I heard from Lonnie Love herself wow. on some Instagram lives. It's something that has come out of, you know, this time. And and Lonnie, unfortunately, is, went back because she needed well, that. The paycheck. Well, the paycheck. It's a big paycheck. You know, you, that, you sign a contract, you know, you can't just knock it back. Oh, uh, God. Well, but like... Yeah, like with Whoopi, I feel like all she needs is just some filmmaker to be like, ooh, you know who we should cast as, you know, the lead? Or like, oh, this really good, like, the mom, the whatever. You know, it's like something that she can really... Cause I think things she does now, whenever I see her in something, it's like, and here's Whoopi in a five-minute supporting role. It's like mm-hmm. never big enough like i want more i just want her to have a really substantial role that she can really sink her teeth into because she's such an amazing actress i mean i think she'll be acting until so uh, she's no longer with us that would be very far from now god will knock on wood um but like you know sh- she's such a journeyman actress like i think she'll keep working forever because she just likes performing and telling stories i and that's the thing i think if someone offered her a great role she'd be just so happy to get it she'd be like, yeah well it's interesting um you know what i forgot about that she's doing uh there's that new uh incarnation of star trek picard you know that follows uh and and uh patrick stewart invited her back on so she's back playing her she's playing her role again but like like we're mentioning right now like it's not it's not yeah she was on that too and i'm I'm so silly like my parents were big star trek people too so we also watched her on star trek like it was all over the place I just, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like movies that have come out this year that I'm like, where could she have been? Oh, like dream casting her? Yeah, dream casting her. Oh, all over the place. Um, well, you know, I'm seeing a movie right you? here. I'm, I'm seeing a movie right here. It's like Doolittle that Robert Downey Jr. came out <sighs> in. Like if they're giving Robert Downey Jr. a movie like that, why the fuck are we not giving Whoopi Goldberg something? I'd rather watch Doolittle starring Whoopi. I literally would too. I literally would too. I'm like looking through what movies have even come out this year, and you know we've had a strange year, and so something. Even something through. like this is kind of like specific, 
but like if they did like a take on like something like murder she wrote but it was starring Whoopi goldberg like i just would a watch complete, all of that just like a yeah, completely different type than andrew lansbury like because i could see Whoopi goldberg being like a mystery writer who like i don't know and that's uh, doesn't need to be i guess murder she wrote but something like that like it could sh- come on give me she's so what well, gets to me to take it back to the color purple Mm-hmm. My goodness, like that is such an incredible performance. And it you is. think that performance should have gotten her like I don't know, so many more interesting parts. I feel like she had to fight so hard to get everything she even got because, you know, of course. But it's just so frustrating. She look at her in that role. She had to play Celie over I think like 35 years or something. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. huge section it is, of time. It's, a, it's her whole life. But no, the scene where she finally says she's going to go off with Shogavery. Now comes the time for me to tell you. What? It's time for us to go. Mm. We're such good people. That's the truth. Salt of the earth, but it's time to move on. Celia is coming with us. Say what? Celie is coming to Memphis with us. Over my dead body. You satisfied? That's what you want? Now what's wrong with you? You a low-down, dirty dog. That's what's wrong. It's time for me to get away from you and into creation. And your dead body be just the welcome mat I need. You can't talk to my boy that way. Your boy? Seemed like if he hadn't been your boy, he might have made somebody a halfway decent man. Is <laughs> it what? You took my sister Nettie away from me. You knew she was the only somebody in the world who loved me. But Nettie and my kids, they coming home soon. And when we all get together, we gonna sit around and whoop your ass. <laughs> and and leave danny glover and and he's like i you know i'm not gonna give you any money and she's like did i ever ask you for anything and just like that whole monologue where she's like until you do right by me everything you even think about is gonna fail and just oh and then also that movie if i'm ever in a mood where i'm like god i really need to cry like i really need to like get some emotion out all i have to do is watch the last scene of that movie where she finally is reunited with her sister and that it's like if i even think about it too long uh, just in the moment i will start to be like like it's just such is one of the most emotional scenes i think in film history like is it gets me every single time i see that movie oh god and i've seen that movie a lot a lot and every single time she it's just so beautifully performed shot like that is if anyone has not seen the color purple by the way if you've just been sitting on the color purple for a long time it's a really amazing movie um uh, which oprah then did uh, produced into a very very brilliant musical as well oh, yeah yeah you know? it's just and great. it's rare that the adaptation is good as well but this source material and i even think a movie musical of the musical would be beautiful in its own <sighs> way too like it's you know i normally wouldn't say that i love this but i think the music also added so much to the story so it wouldn't be about replacing obviously the original color purple but just i would love to see all of that music because the thing is, The Color Purple, to me, I was not shocked when they said they were going to turn that into a musical because the movie itself practically almost is a musical sometimes. It's so like, theatrical. Yeah, and music is so interwoven into it. It it, it really plays... Like, 
I'm not surprised that Steven Spielberg finally is making a movie musical because he he really worked with music, especially in that film, in a way where I'm like, oh, you get it. You get how music works. And you're talking about West Side Story, is that right? Yeah, we does West Side Story. Oh, I'm so Why excited. was it whooping in that? I, literally. Officer Krupke. But oh, <laughs> Ooh, that's good casting. I love it. <laughs> that's I mean epic. It would be epic. I'm oh, also yeah. seeing uh, another movie that's like set to come out this year that like I th- there could be a spot made for her. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently they're doing Coming to America. They're making another one. Like Yeah, they made it. Oh, that's so crazy. And it's I coming out she's in December it. of this year. She's well, it doesn't look like she is. but come on eddie murphy she could easily be right there oh you know what other movie i didn't think about mentioning um until it just started going through all of her stuff in my head she also was in girl interrupted with uh winona Ryder, angelina jolie and i remember at the time being really confused why she wasn't nominated for that also Mm -hmm. because she i don't know have you seen girl interrupted not in a long time i I mean i just haven't watched it in a while but i remember loving her in that Mm-hmm. 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 Well. Mm-hmm. well yeah, I mean, so yeah, looking at her, the last thing she really has, like as far as like a movie or anything, I can't I the only thing I can really find is the stand. I do know she was slated. I don't know if she's still gonna do it. I feel like cor- corona might have ruined this also. But she originally was gonna go and play Dolores in the musical version of the Sister Act in um london on the west end yeah yeah she was going going to do it with oh who was she gonna do it with oh it was someone crazy oh it was jennifer saunders of of uh, they, they, she was gonna Weird. play Superior. yeah she was gonna and and they were gonna like uh, you know edit the score a little bit because how Whoopi cool is not, that'd like, be so much fun right and i hope she still does it but i know that now you know it's been a minute, so maybe she she won't want to do it. But like, also, I remember I can never find clips of it. But I remember when she was it was when she was already on the View. But she went and did a mini set, a like, little stint in Xanadu the musical, uh, and I was obsessed with that. <laughs> she played the role that Jackie Hoffman played. Well, she can do anything. So <sighs> I would have kudos my gay life if Whoopi Goldberg had been in Xanadu and I'd been the audience. Oh my god! So. I guess to wrap, what 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 do you think makes Whoopi so iconic for you? Okay, what makes her iconic for me, and the reason like she is one of my personal idols, mm-hmm. is she has an integrity and such a strong point of view and will that she brings to almost all of her projects, and then all of the things she does in her personal life. Like mm-hmm. I said, she's never been one for drama, but she's also not afraid to fight. And I just really, it's easy to respect her. And she has always made it easy to respect her from the incredible roles that she has chosen. You know, the sister act, uh, the color purple, uh, her comedy, her on Hollywood squares, even that was influential yes. for me. Yes. You know, she was the center square, which is yes, iconic. Oh, I remember her as the center square. I do too. And so oh. like, she is iconic to me because of her versatility and the fact that she the fact that she still has a career the fact that she carved out this niche that for an african american woman was all uphill battle and right. she is still working today and we're talking about her right now so like that's why i i love her she perseveres she has integrity and bitch is still working and i admire that 
yeah for, i mean i guess yeah i mean mine's kind of a repeat of all that but yeah she's just so brilliant she's so and she's she's so versatile yeah she can do like she can do drama but she can also she's one of the funniest people ever she can do go off and do broadway she can you know go moderate a talk show she can be on a game show really like she knows how to do many things well that people sort of take for granted but it's hard to run a talk show it's hard to be good on a game show as a game show personality it's hard to do like she does many things just effortlessly um i mean it's amazing the skill set is crazy yeah like she just has (laughs) i think it also speaks to she's just dripping with charisma as a performer like i i i mean i i also just love her but i i've never she's always a very comforting presence when she shows up in something i'm like oh whoopie's here okay (laughs) me too the second i see her i'm just like Oh, yay. <laughs> I remember she was on an episode of Law & Order once. She did a, a guest spot on Law & Order, and I went, oh, this is going to get good. And it was she's actually, a I will say. Of them. Well, and this was one, she was playing, I think she was playing a woman that ran like a halfway house. Oh, I've seen that. And she and she was good the whole time, don't get me wrong, but then she had this last monologue that like they ended the, it was so strong, I think they'd made the decision to end the episode on her monologue because it was such a like, powerful last note to have like lingering in the audience's brains it was she was just so brilliant but yeah i just i I, like you said she you know as a black woman in hollywood of course like it's you know it's i I hate to even say it but yeah it's it's an uphill climb and so even though i'm sitting here going why didn't she do more after the color purple but you know of course hollywood is stupid but at the same time even though it may have been an uphill climb she still carved out an insanely iconic career like she's got fucking sister act the color purple she's got a million other movies that people know her from she did she has over she has received over 20 different awards you know and like yeah she is just praised lauded and it deserved that well, if you look at her filmography if you go to wikipedia and look at her filmography i mean it's you you're scrolling baby like you're gonna be she was in the lion king you know oh, like everything yeah. fucking lion king. everything fucking lion king yeah that's the thing she was all over the place when i was a kid like i how could i not consider her one of the iconic people of my childhood because I always knew that she was. I always knew that she was because, like I said, I was obsessed with, like, those weird Whoopi movies. Like, with Eddie and the Associate and, like... Oh, and Boys on the Side. watch them. And so it's, like... Boys on the Side was great. Andrew's in the Page Master. I forgot about the Page Master. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I forget she... Yeah, and Ghosts of Mississippi. Like, there's there's a ton. There's a ton. Um... I just love her. I just think she's 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 the whoopee. The only thing I wish for her is that she just gets more stuff because she's so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, like Ryan Murphy. Like uh, I mean, granted, dude, you have so many things going. Granted, I have a feeling. A I have a feeling the the view probably puts a lot of um, like on the brakes in terms. Go look of, up. Yeah. Go look up that Lonnie Love thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I don't you. think I mm-hmm. even need to. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Why would that? Be yeah. I, I guess. Okay, oh, I forgot. You know what movie I never watched that she apparently was in, <laughs> and, and I never watched it. It was called Nobody's Fool. It was with Tiffany Haddish. And I think she played her mom. Never heard of it. I well, all I remember is that uh, Tiffany Haddish was very emotional about Whoopi Goldberg playing her mom because she she felt such a deep connection to Whoopi Goldberg that when she found out she was going to play her mom, she just like burst in tears over it. 
Well, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, any la- any last things you want to throw into the the love pile for Whoopi? I am I am going to just say Whoopi, I love you. I support almost everything you do. Um, and my assigned Whoopi watching is going to be yeah go find the associate go find it it's a fucking feel-good movie that's 90 minutes long it is mm. not hard to watch but bb newworth loving Whoopi goldberg is hilarious and you gotta you gotta see what happens wow mine and just because i think it's one of my favorites from her is karina karina if if anyone has not seen karina karina um, it was, I think that was just always on TV. It was always on like TBS or TNT all the yeah. time when I was a kid. And it was just <laughs> such a beautiful movie. It's her and Ray Liotta. One of the last things my wife said to me was don't forget to pick up some almonds on the way home. She said she had a coupon for roasted. But I was in a hurry and I didn't wait till she found it. I don't think she was angry, Manny. I think she understood. Now, do you want to know the last thing I said to my husband? What? Slow down. Hmm? Slow. such an amazing smile. Thank you. You gonna dance? What? You gonna dance? <laughs> sure. It's been a while for me. Mm, you go to my head. Um, well, oh, Aaron, I also, to put you on the spot, I asked this of every guest, uh, who was the last actress that made you feel something? Thank God I thought about it. Um, I'm going to have to say the last actress who made me feel something is it's the women from the cast of Schitt's Creek. I, oh. I was waiting for the series to be completely over before watching like the final two seasons. I just wanted to like really enjoy it at my own pace and not have to wait. And so I have been doing that. And Catherine O'Hara is a goddamn treat. Um, I mean, all of them actually are. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fun. It is so much fun to try and do a Catherine O'Hara impression. I'm not going to do it now because I. Oh, I mean, I think it's the new gay thing. My friend's like trying to do Catherine (laughs) O'Hara. Yeah, absolutely. Which I've seen Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels does a brilliant Catherine O'Hara. They they've added it to their list of celebrity characters they do. And oh wow that's that's the that's the one um so it would also be annie murphy who plays alexis emily hampshire uh who plays stevie um so yeah it's the women of that show the women of shit's great mine's kind of a mine's a vintage one uh randomly last night i don't know why i wanted to watch this i think it just was like i feel like watching something like not contemporary i end up watching sabrina starring audrey hepburn and i just i was re-watching it with the context of knowing like 
she had won an Oscar for Roman Holiday, and this was her first movie, like following up, like right after. And it's such a fascinating performance because she's such a different type than the women of that era. Like, and the fact that she came like right out of the bat with such another strong performance and put like her iconic stamp on what a film female lead could be like i know it sounds weird to say that because like it's audrey hepburn she's gorgeous like what's the big deal but you know like at the time like they were really pushing the you know the whole Marilyn monroe uh that that version of femininity like big bust big hips like super sexy and audrey hepburn was more quiet and and she had a, a taller like leaner build like she was she was just like not exactly what but she was so stylish like she's just so instantly iconic you think like that was like her second movie and all of her scenes with like humphrey bogart i just uh it's just, I, I was it was a good rewatch i really forgot how much i love that movie well do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you on social media absolutely <laughs> i'm just gia gunning it over here um yeah. my name is aaron holman and you can find me on twitter on instagram at a whole human or uh you can support the podcast uh that my other podcast i do called eye to eye podcast we have a facebook page and a patreon where you can become a loyal supporter yeah, um, yeah that's about it uh, and you can find me on social media, of course, at In Another World Pod on Instagram or at IAW Podcast on Twitter. And while I have Aaron here, I, you have heard the trailer during the episode, of course, but we have a joint project coming out soon called Two Gays Watch a Movie, which oh, I I'm think so we've ready. been having such a blast. <laughs> and we'd like to officially announce the release date, which will be Friday, October 9th. And we will be covering the film, comedy classic, Clueless, for our first episode. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We do, we have, well, we had a bunch of gay fun, didn't we, Aaron? Oh, I loved it. I'm I'm having a blast. We do do acting. We do gays Mm -hmm. acting. We also use a very specific gayometer and we, uh, we test the waters of how gay each movie is. Yeah, we let you know, scientifically speaking, how gay the movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for dropping by, and you'll be seeing more of us soon. All right. Bye. Bye. And another big thank you to Aaron for coming onto the show to join me for volume two in the Fangirl series. Uh, lovely to talk with another Whoopi Goldberg stan and be on the lookout in the future because I will be doing polls to see who you might want to see me do as volume three in the Fangirl series. So yeah, keep a lookout on Instagram at Another World Pod or on Twitter at IAW Podcast. And quick little announcement, I am going to be taking two weeks off from Maine in Another World episodes, but next week is the premiere of the In Another World bonus series for the month of October entitled A Trip to Haddonfield, which I am co-hosting with Devin Ray, who is the co-host of the YouTube show Good Luck with Sam and Dev. We will be going through every single movie in the Halloween franchise, all of the original sequels, the Rob Zombie, the 2018 reboot. It's going to be lots of fun. So that'll be premiering next Friday on October 2nd. That'll see the release of the Halloween episode and the Halloween 2 episode. And then you will get new episodes of that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the month of October. 
And like we said, you're also going to be seeing the release of Two Gays Watch a Movie the following week on Friday, October 9th. So lots of fun stuff coming. And I'll be back at you in two weeks with, well, three weeks <laughs> with more episodes. And I'm excited to get some more content together for you guys. And yeah, be sure to always send me any DMs if you have any suggestions or comments about things you'd like to see discussed in the future i'm always open to new ideas very you know i do things tell me to do it if it's if it's okay if it's legal if it's something that is not going to get me in trouble yeah we'll talk about it um anyway uh i've had too much coffee full disclosure too much coffee do i sound crazy probably it is what it is uh where was i oh right there's the show yeah so thanks for listening and i will see you guys here soon and yeah hope you have a great week bye